Chapter 15 Medical Missionary Work Again and again the Lord has pointed out the work which the church in Battle Creek and those all through America are to do. They are to reach a much higher standard in spiritual advancement than they have yet reached. They are to awake out of sleep and go without the camp, working for souls that are ready to perish. The medical missionary workers are doing the long-neglected work which God gave to the church in Battle Creek. They are giving the last call to the supper which he has prepared. My brethren, why do you keep so many things bound up in Battle Creek? Why do you not take the tract and missionary work into other cities where there is much missionary work to be done? The many interests centering in Battle Creek should be divided and subdivided and placed in other cities. You who think you are wise men may say, it will cost too much. We can do the work here in Battle Creek at less expense. Well, does not the Lord know all this? Is he not a God who understands all the unbelieving reasoning that holds so many interests in Battle Creek? He has revealed to you that centers should be made in all the cities. This would call many out of Battle Creek to work in other places. In order to be carried forward aright, the medical missionary work needs talent. It requires strong, willing hands and wise, discriminating management. But can this be while those in responsible places, presidents of conferences and ministers, bar the way? The Lord says to the presidents of conferences and to other influential brethren, remove the stumbling blocks that have been placed before the people. Our people in Battle Creek have not exercised their talents in planning and devising how to plant the standard of truth in regions where the message has not been proclaimed and where decided efforts should be made. And the Lord has moved upon Dr. Kellogg and his associates to do the work which belongs to the church and which was offered to them, but which they did not choose to accept. Some in Battle Creek, instead of taking up the work given them of God, have, by following their own selfish way, blinded their spiritual eyesight and the spiritual eyesight of others. And God has placed His precious work in the hands of those who will take it up and carry it forward. God is in His holy place, and He dwells also with Him who is of a humble and contrite spirit. To revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones, those who are doing medical missionary work should have the full sanction and cooperation of the church. If they do not have this, they are hindered. Nevertheless, they will advance. It is not in God's plan that there shall be two churches in Battle Creek because of the want of cooperation. How much better it is to seek for unity of action. If the medical missionary workers will carry this line of effort into the churches everywhere, if they will work in the fear of God, they will find many doors opened before them and angels will work with them. Please read the invitation to the supper and the last call to be made. Study what is being done to meet the command of Jesus. I cannot understand why such indifference is manifested, why you should stand afar off and criticize and draw away. 
The gospel net is to be cast into the sea, and it draws both good and bad. But because this is so, shall men and women ignore the efforts made to save those who will believe and who will unite in reaching that class of whom Christ spoke in his rebuke to the Pharisees? Sinners and harlots, he said, go into the kingdom of God before you. Will you not see that even in the church there are those who have no connection with God? But Christ says, let the tares and the wheat grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. When the Lord moves upon the churches, bidding them do a certain work, and they refuse to do that work, and when some, their human efforts united with the divine, endeavor to reach the very depths of human woe and misery, God's blessing will rest richly upon them. Even though but few accept the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, their work will not be in vain, for one soul is precious, very precious in the sight of God. Christ would have died for one soul in order that the one might live through the eternal ages. Let us study the 18th chapter of Matthew. This chapter should enlighten our eyes. Take heed, Christ says, that ye despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you, that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. How think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, Doth he not leave the ninety and nine, and goeth into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if it be so that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more than of that sheep, than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. Matthew eighteen ten to 14 Many souls are being rescued, wrenched from Satan's hand by faithful workers. Someone must have a burden of soul to find those who have been lost to Christ. The rescue of one soul over whom Satan has triumphed causes joy among the heavenly angels. There are those who have destroyed in themselves the moral image of God. The gospel net must gather in these poor outcasts. Angels of God will cooperate with those who are engaged in this work, who make every effort to save perishing souls, to give them opportunities which many have never had. There is no other way of reaching them but in Christ's way. He ever worked to relieve suffering and teach righteousness. Only thus can sinners be raised from the depths of degradation. The workers must labor in love, feeding, cleansing, and clothing those who need their help. In this way, these outcasts are prepared to know that someone cares for their souls. The Lord has shown me that many of these poor outcasts from society will, through the manifestation of human agencies, cooperate with divine power and seek to restore the moral image of God in others for whom Christ has paid the price of his own blood. They will be called the elect of God, precious, and will stand next to the throne of God.